0: I wish I knew these things before I bought any single piece of real estate about nine years ago. In this video, I wanna share with you some of my key learnings over the last nine or 10 years. And of course, after helping hundreds of people under the buyer's agency, I now know a thing or two that I wish I knew back then. So if you're interested in what my thoughts are, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Occasionally, I'll talk about KFC because I absolutely love it, but more on that later. Now, if you're new to the channel and have no idea about what I do, how I've invested, then definitely go check out this video. It's from a couple of years ago, but it gives you an insight as to the types of properties I've invested in, why I invest in those types of properties and what the portfolio used to look like. Now, what you'll find is yes, the portfolio has actually performed really well. I think on average, the growth is about 11 to 13% every year across the entire portfolio. It's astounding given it's been over such an extended period of time and it went through periods where APRA tightened their lending restrictions. We had obviously the pandemic boom, we've had prices correct, we've had interest rates go up as well and the portfolio keeps kicking goals. And that really is testament to the data-driven approach that I have personally with my portfolio, but as well as that when we go ahead and purchase property for investors. If you're interested in how the buyer's agency works, you can go check out this video so I don't have to talk about it in this video and take up your time. Now, one of the key learnings I had when starting out, and yes, Yes, hindsight's a beautiful thing mortgage interest rates were closer to about seven or eight percent so very similar to where we're at now if not a little bit higher at that point point. and what I got told back then and it really drove me into actually getting into real estate was from the time you're 20 if you buy 10 properties over the next 10 years by the time you're 30 you'd have 10 properties what you could do then is use five of the properties equity to then pay off the other five houses and effectively be debt-free and the cash flow is very important and that's what I got driven into back then and so all I was looking for was a property that would give me a positive cash flow, and it was really hard because the 7% mortgage was quite high. Now, of course, interest rates did fall a year or two after that, but it did mean that I was just purely focusing on cash flow. And although cash flow is a very important part of anyone's portfolio, it's not actually the way that you use real estate properly. Let me explain. If I buy one property at $500,000 and it returns me say two and a half or $3,000 a year in positive cash flow, yes, effectively I'm not using any of my money to hold that property, so all of the appreciation should come off the back of me not actually putting any more money in to that property after I have purchased it. Sounds like an amazing deal and it definitely is. However, where people make most mistakes. Now out of pure luck, I happened to find a property that was giving me good cash flow, but it was also in a high growth area. So when it was in a high growth area, I did realize the capital gain over the next couple of years. Now it brings me to today, where most people are making this mistake where they're saying, well, if it's not good cash flow, I don't wanna buy it. But the problem is that even if you did get good cash flow, that is definitely not. The way to use real estate properly. You want capital growth. I've said this in numerous videos where people think I'm some regional fanboy, all I like is cash flow and that's it. No, no, no. You definitely need capital growth. The cash flow just allows you to stay in the game. So, cash flow allows you to stay in the game and accumulate, whereas capital growth gets you out of the game, being financial freedom, and that's what we all want. So, if we had that 500K property and I earned two to $3,000 a year after all expenses, fantastic, happy days. Am I going to be able to retire on $3,000? No, definitely not. I mean, it would buy me a hell of a lot of KFC, especially if I was living in like Thailand or something where it's a bit cheaper, but that's not the point of this video. The point is that that 500K property, if it grew by 5% every year and it compounded every year, I'd be making anywhere between 25 and $50,000 every single year, depending on how much that growth actually looked like. Now that is a lot better than the two to $3,000 I earn in cash flow. And where it gets even better than that is the two to $3,000 I actually earn is gonna be taxed whereas the capital growth and the equity, I don't get taxed on. So imagine having two or three of these in your machine, that machine keeps churning over. And yes, the cash flow is important because without the cash flow, you can't buy more. You would be in a position where the capital growth would appreciate to a point where you're making more from that than you do your active income. Now, of course, you need the cash flow to be able to live day to day, but that's why buying in the right locations where you've got strong rental growth and you've got strong drivers overall for growth, then you're going to be positioned perfectly to be able to realize extra cash flow as your rents increase over the years as well. For context, that first property was renting out for like 250 bucks a week. Now fast forward like nine years, it's actually renting for about 430 to $450 a week. Now the next biggest learning was looking at locations outside of your backyard. Now fortunately for me, I was in circles where I could learn from others and basically the information I was digesting was telling me not to look in my own backyard. And for context, I used to live in like the inner city of Sydney and so it was very expensive to actually buy a house, close to impossible for me to buy something. Yet I could go regional and put purchase something for like two to three hundred K and I could get a brick home and happy days because I thought that was how I was going to get to financial freedom. I could go and buy the 10 properties. Whereas if I bought just in Sydney, I wouldn't be able to go and multiply my actual portfolio. If I had any issues or volatility come into my life, I could sell one, but I still get to keep one. So I'm still building out that machine. Now I was one of the fortunate few that actually went out there, took the risk and said, yeah, why not? I'll look outside of my backyard. But a lot of people still think that buying property is something I need to touch and feel and I need to see. Like it's going to make me feel warm and fuzzy. In fact, I had property in Sydney where I literally lived like half an hour away and I never saw it. And when I tell people, people are like, (gasps) Why wouldn't you go and see it? Why wouldn't you go to the walls and touch it? At the end of the day, what the hell am I going to get out of going and touching the brick wall or seeing there's a property there? I've put in like 10% of my money, so I take on some risk, right? But the bank just put in 90%. They've sent a valuer there to go check out the property. I have someone living in the property paying me something. I have a property manager taking care of it and giving me reports about how the property looks. So what am I going to do there, sitting there and saying, oh, yeah, this looks nice. Cares. at the end of the day for me treating property investing as a business is the way that you get forward and move at speed i still speak to people today where they say well i only want to buy somewhere in these locations because i want to be able to go there personally and see it and quite often those are the people that get left behind because how much more can you buy in that one location where you can actually go and physically see it and trust me you'll probably only see it once every like two to three years which you can do anyway if you just flew over to wherever you needed to go and then you can go and touch the walls when you start looking at locations outside of your backyard it opens up so many more opportunities. If you're suddenly going from like 30 markets to 150 markets, yes, you're going to find ones that have better metrics in the short term and in the long term for you to get the capital upside. The next big learning was buyer's agents. Now, you may have just heard about a buyer's agent based on what you've seen on this channel or more recently as it's become more popular. But back then, there was definitely not enough buyer's agents and I can't even remember any at that time and it was definitely a new concept. So, if I had known about buyer's agents and I could leverage their experience to go into different areas, so I'm combining a lot of these factors where I can look outside of my backyard don't have to travel there myself I could leverage their experience and expertise rather than me doing all the data research because I had no idea how to do it and the truth is I only got to this position where in the first couple of properties I really just got lucky and it's important that you just recognize that like you could have bought something in 2021 and hope for the best and it's actually worked out that may have just been luck and if you honestly hand on heart say it is luck how do you think that luck's going to play out if you had to try and repeat it again because if someone asked me hey like what were you looking for if I look at those metrics today, I probably don't even buy my first property, but I just got lucky on that one. And that's the main thing here is that if I'm spending two, $300,000 or now four hundred and five hundred thousand dollars $500,000, I probably want to go and leverage the expertise around it to be able to go and do it. Now, speaking of expertise, I also didn't know mortgage brokers existed back then. Like I had an idea that there was like someone that could come to you and then walk you through like different options, but I just thought, oh, maybe it's just someone at the bank and they could just give me all the learnings from the one bank, but I didn't even understand. There was like tears to banking it was like your big four and then there was a bunch of others that could give you choice and if I had known this earlier there were times where I pretty much got told no from one bank I could have gone somewhere else and by not knowing that information it really did hold me back from going and realizing my full potential in growing out the portfolio even bigger now before I cover off the most important learning out of all of this smash that like button because that way we can get this video out to more people so they don't make dumb mistakes by going out there and buying KFC. no why I keep mentioning KFC because it's on my mind, but I apologize. The main thing is we don't want people making more mistakes by buying the wrong dud properties and actually going out there being fully educated before taking that next step. Now, the most important learning is this one because I remember sitting there and I would look through magazines and I would say, okay, not the magazines you thought, no. Get your head out of the gutter. What I was looking at was property magazines. What a nerd, what a loser. I used to sit there and say, okay, these are the top 100 suburbs and I would look there and I'd see all the data and I'm like, yes, okay, these are the places I'm gonna look. So what's the next thing I do? Hop onto realestate.com and I find everything that was in that suburb. But that was where the learning was. If the media is covering it now, it's probably too late. And what you're starting to see is a lot of areas that are the best places to buy are like areas of Western Australia, where we actually bought a shit ton of property, about 18 to 24 months months ago, just before we started seeing price appreciation. And that's the whole idea behind getting the experts involved. Because I can tell you now, we hardly buy anything in Western Australia. We're looking everywhere else. And there's so many good opportunities out there that instead of just focusing on the short term, you're going, how do I position myself for what comes next? And that often is quite scary for people because it's easier buying when things are going up. You're like, hey, property prices went up here 10%. Let's go there. Versus if you're going into an area which hasn't really done anything for about two or three years, but there's some information coming out that there's certain things happening there, you're like, there's more risk there. And that risk to reward is how you've got to figure out what you can actually do in real estate investing and actually wanting to grow it out. Because if you do what the mass majority do, you'll end up with one or two properties, call it a day, and you might be happy. But that isn't going to get you to financial freedom. You've got to do what the 1% are willing to do. So if you're sitting there watching TV, waiting for like these hotspot opportunities, someone's going to mention it in a YouTube video, someone's going to email me, this is the best place to buy. Chances are, it's already done. There's thousands of other people, people already there and you're now just buying the crumbs that are left over and chances are you buy a dud property at the wrong price and real estate is all a game of buying well so buy before the hype sell into the hype is pretty much how you want to do it if you're a long-term holder you can buy it well and sustainably hold that as you go out and use the equity to build more positions I hope you guys have enjoyed this video learned a thing or two and I wish this video was available when I started investing so if you've just started investing you get some value definitely leave me a comment down below I'd love to hear from you and until next time I'll catch you on the next one. It's KFC time, let's go!